Hello all cross-country friends and welcome to this special edition podcast. I'm joined today by cross-country writer Ryan Lacey and uh, we wanted to jump into the into our studio, quote-unquote our studio, and uh, talk about the state championships for cross-country which are coming up on Saturday. We just had the conference championships, so we're going to recap that and then dive into the state championships. But first, we're going to check in with Ryan. Ryan, how are you doing? I am happy to be here, Pete. Thank you for inviting me into these new digs here at Game Time CD. <laughs> this is my debut with the professional equipment yes. and the new room. This is a lot different than uh, than we had in the spring. Yeah, and the the, the green which that is better is a, is debatable. But like you said <laughs> before, you know we wanted to have a look at what happened in the conference season, take a look at states because. Cross country really is a postseason sport, yes. and even the training is aligned to be as such. Like you, you, you start in the summer and you build up for these next, you know, two to three to four weeks, depending on who you are and where you're running. And you know, this is, this is the exciting time. Yeah, no, it definitely feels like um, cross country, like the regular season meets are kind of just like practice. It feels like, and uh, you know, obviously the cross country championships are the earliest ones because there are so many postseasons. And so many other races, uh, you know, we got the states and we got the state opens and they go to New England's and other stuff like that that I can't tell you. But that's why you're here. <laughs> yeah, and the conference championships are really the first example of that. You know, those are the, when the kids are at their most excited to see how, how much gains they've really made over the past few months. And especially compared to last year, maybe or the, you know, the spring outdoor season. So. Yes, absolutely. And they're going to get to run at, uh, if I believe correct, Wickham Park. Yeah. That gigantic hill. Yes, that the hill is a... Uh, Many a stories of the hill, I'm sure, over the years. And the course has taken a beating this year between all the races and all of the fun weather we've had. Um, yes. This, oh. this week, um, actually, teams aren't allowed to practice there because the we- the course is so, oh. I don't know, the back, lack of a better word, trampled. Yeah. They, don't, they, beaten, they, yeah. they want it in as best shape possible for Saturday because Saturday is going to be a busy day with 12 races. You know, More than 12, right? Or don't they have the JV? Oh, they, yeah, the 12 you know, varsity championship races, and it's just going to be a long, just a long day <laughs> for the course. So Yeah, they, I remember I went up to Wickham Park with Mary Albel a couple of years ago. We did a story, um, and there were teams practicing there, like leading into the state championships. We did like a – GoPro video of them running the course, and I had to walk up the hill, and that was tiring. So I can't imagine <laughs> having to run it. Yeah, and I've talked to a few different coaches, you know, during the week for other stuff, and they've mostly said that between the fact that a lot of their kids have run the course before, and that all the kids are in the same situation, then it's it's going to be a non-issue on race day. But it's something they'll have to look out for. the The Wickham invite was a few weeks ago, and. You know, the Xavier coach told me that it was, there's a couple of pretty dangerous spots, but you know, again, if everyone has to go through it, then yeah, it's an even even footing, no pun intended. <laughs> but I mean, even the weather this weekend really isn't supposed to be that good. Yeah, so. yeah, it's supposed to be cold on Saturday for sure, and you know, we don't know about how much how much rain, rain we're gonna, we're gonna get. Because you know, I was looking at Friday nights, you know, for football, and I'm like, and I'm like, you know, I, there's nothing worse than covering a, a sport in rain, no. and. Um, because, like, you know, then you got to bring the rain jacket, you got to make sure your equipment, or, you know, if you're taking notes, you don't want the paper to get wet, you're using pen, it's a nightmare, the paper rips it, you know, I can't imagine running it. Yeah, I was going to say, I think we're secondary to the fact that they might have to run in this type Yes, of thing. no, absolutely, we're 100% <laughs> secondary, but, you know, whatever. Um, so, yeah, first, I'll, I'll, I'll let you jump in, we're going to start with um, the SEC, and, uh, you know, you got to you gotta give it up for, for, for uh, Robert Dillon from Shelton, because... 
you know, everybody in the SEC the last couple of years, or maybe even Double L, was running behind Drew Thompson at Fairfield Prep. I mean, mm-hmm. he was an absolute stud. Mm-hmm. Um, I forgot where he's running in college. It's a big-time program. But they were running behind Drew Thompson and Brendan Murray from Cheshire. Both are gone. Robert uh, finished in third place, I think, last year at the SECs. They're gone. Now he wins. So uh, kudos to Robert for, I think he won, uh, was it 15 minutes and 13 yeah, uh, seconds? Yeah. So that was pretty impressive. Yeah, so Thompson's at Dartmouth College. Um, yeah, obviously he reigned over the SWC, or the SEC, excuse me, and, you know, he's just, you know, one of the top runners in the state in both indoor and outdoor. And, you know, made some noise regionally in New England as well. So, like you said, Robert Dillon's such a great runner. And, uh, we actually did a story on him. Dave Phillips, I believe, wrote a story about him going into the season, and you know, obviously, the first big step was to win, you know, his first SEC championship. So obviously, that's a big deal for yes, him. Yes, I'm sure he was stoked that uh, Drew Thompson and Brenton Murray graduated. Yeah, that would have been an interesting question <laughs> to ask him because some runners like that challenge, and you know, others, I'm sure, would be like, "It's finally time for me to get." Yeah, my, and my uh, and Dan uh, Noak mentioned in his story for the SECs that uh, he ran with he was fighting off allergies, which sucked because. <laughs> I'm someone, every change of the season, I get, like, sick or congested, and I don't like to run, so I can't imagine that being fun. So shout-out to him for uh, for getting through that. And and then, you know, we got, you got, we got to mention Will Kern came in second place from Xavier, and uh, once again, the Xavier boys won the SEC title. They are doing something special there uh, with the Xavier program. You spoke to the coach, right? Yeah, he was, um, he was very happy with how they did because it's been a little bit of stop-start for them so far in the fall. You know, guys have been not 100% missing races and stuff. And obviously they're building towards trying to compete at nationals um, in December, I believe. And, you know, this would probably be the start of their big run. And how deep they are is scary because their top three runners are literally interchangeable. And, you know, whoever's going to win, you know, it doesn't really matter. So they're just, you know, so they're so tough to stop at the moment, you know, winning their Third, I think second or third straight SEC title. Yeah, well, so. they had a great year last year. I think they they did go to nationals. Yeah, they made it to nationals. Yep. And um, so good for that. And shout out to my boy uh, Tommy Dex. He's the assistant coach on Xavier. We play uh, we play softball together. Oh, nice. Yeah, good a good guy. Yeah, and but, Chris is a good guy too. I, I've gotten to know him this year just a little bit, and he's very you know energetic. He's obviously pleased yeah. with where his team is at, and he. He wanted to see something out of his kids. I could tell from talking to them that they wanted to make a state. I think he actually said a statement at SCC, so obviously they, they made yeah. that without a problem. And then uh, over on the girls' side, as, as the champion changed on the boys' side, on the girls' side it did not. Uh, Meredith Blouse won, Blouse won again. Yep. She's awesome. I believe she was the uh, Register's uh, area MVP yep, for cross-country last, last year. year, and she's back at it again, just dominating Oh, excuse me, just dominating opponents, won with the time of 19-19, and led Guilford to the team title, which I think was their second in a row as well. Yeah, so obviously a big performance from her. She, you know, she's definitely one of those runners that's probably looking forward to the state, you know, meet and, you know, a good first step for her by, you know, winning this race. And she was in, she was third in Class L last year and will probably be in the hunt to, you know, win a state championship, so. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, she's definitely someone to watch. Uh, and I will jump down to Fairfield County. Um, this this is this is actually my favorite. I, I love the fact that Robert Dillon won in the SECs, but because his story is you know pretty awesome. Being you know, I remember even covering uh, Cheshire last year when I was at the Record Journal and talking to Brendan Murray after he lost again to Drew Thompson. He was just like, "Why can't this guy leave?" And like, but he could never avoid him because they were the same year. Yeah. So like Robert being the year younger, you know, he gets his chance just to shine and. You jump over to the FCX and you got you got New Canaan's Andrew uh, Andrew Malling won, 
which is awesome, you know, good for him, he won, but his story, he came in 22nd last year. Yeah. And now he won. He was their third number three runner last year, um, for the most part, at least at the state level, and this was one of the races that could have went anywhere. Like, you know, a lot of the other conferences had clear-cut favorites, boys and girls, but the FCI boys race going into it was one where there was a handful, like eight to 12 guys literally had a chance to be like, I could win this day. And for it to go his way in his home, you know, right around the corner yeah. from where he goes to school, that's obviously a, an amazing accomplishment. Yeah, and then I think he told, um, I think Rich DePreda covered it for us, he told Rich that he ran 4,500 miles in the offseason to prepare to go from, the 22nd best in the FCAC in the championship last year to being the champion. 4,500 miles. That's a lot. I do like a mile and a half on the treadmill, and I'm like, all right, time to go home, Pete. You broke a good sweat. This kid ran 4,500 miles on his own to prepare. I mean, that's dedication. That's an awesome story. Uh, good for Andrew. Congratulations. Yeah, and I think that's um, what, you know, that's that what that's what makes running so neat because yeah. it is the biggest self-motivating sport yeah. by far and you have to it's just you it's yeah. you inside and you know that that's pretty nice to see there yeah absolutely and then uh you know just to, to go around uh wards dylan palmer came uh palmer came in second and trumbles chris lapori came in third and staples won the team title i can't tell you how many times that they've won the team title because uh, laddie La- laddie lawrence and we'll mention he's coaching in his 50th season yes Yes. That's absurd. Yep. Um, so good for him. Good for the Wreckers. I'm sure he's got like a thousand SEX championships. So yeah, I remember I did a story on him about two or three years ago. He was inducted into one of the Hall of Fames. One of I'm sure a million. Yeah, years he's in, he's of. in like seven different Hall of Fames. Yeah. Probably. So yeah, probably I don't know how unique it was, but <laughs> I remember asking him how long he wanted to coach, and he said he wanted to make it to fifty. So he he, he definitely did that, and. They were slight favorites, I would say, going in. I'm, I talked to Danbury coach Rob Murray ahead of this meet, and he said that the key was going to be, you know, the fourth and fifth runners for each side because he felt that the one through three runners were evenly matched. And Staples won this, you know, their their three runners, they ran four, five, six. Danbury first three ran eight, nine, eleven, and you know that's a that's going to provide a good cushion right there, regardless yeah, of what happens down the order. So, so congrats to the wreckers and, and coach. Uh, Coach Lawrence, I mean, we both covered uh, Staples for a couple of years. You, you know, more in depth than I did, but uh, nice to see them atop the FCAC once again, I'm sure. Uh, and then jumping over to the girls' side, uh, Ridgefield, Gabriella Vigiano? Vigiano? Vigiano, there it is. Uh, she took home the girls' title in a crazy finish. Yeah. She won by, like, less than a second, I think it was. She finished 143907. And Danbury's Lauren Moore finished in second at fourteen thirty nine fifty three. Now that's rare for this at this level. You know, it's very rare that uh, a conference state like that is decided by that close. And it's really cool because last year, I think it was mentioned in the story that they they ran you know that close a year ago. It's second and third. Yeah, yeah. and to. Just think about the amount of training they've done since last year, through indoor, through outdoor, through the summer. To get back to almost the exact same place a year later is kind of poetic yeah. or however you want to say and it. And then, I mean, head over to the story if you want to see this awesome photo shot by uh, our photographer, Christian Abraham. Unbelievable photo of them right down to the wire, right at the finish line, and, and Gabriella just, like, right ahead of her. It was, uh, you know, a photo finish. Yeah, I mean, exactly. that's what it was, and... You know, it's like you said, you put in all that work, all that work to get past you were last year, and here they are, neck and neck once again. Um, so that was awesome. But, yes, you want to feel bad for, for Danbury's Lauren Moore, but she did help the Hatters to 
the girls' team title, which yeah. is that a was, nice consolation prize. Yeah, that was definitely their biggest goal coming in the season. Winning the first AFCAC title was definitely the sign, sign that this group was capable of, and you know they executed well enough to win. Uh, I'm sure Lauren was disappointed not to win. Yeah, but I'm sure you know she seems like a real team player based on the few times I've talked to her and. You know, for them to win that first title is a really big deal, considering how much success they've had indoor, outdoor, and obviously the boys' team. So yeah. there's now nothing they haven't done. <laughs> no. And uh, we're going to jump over now to the staining Fairfield County. We're going to SWC, which we talked about, you know, Drew Thompson and all the runners in the, CC, uh, the SEC being like, when is he leaving? I'm pretty sure SWC runners are saying the same thing about New Milford's e, uh, Eli Nahome. His third trade title. Yeah, and it was, again, easy. You know, he wasn't pushed at all. And he, he told me he was a little nervous heading into this one because he didn't know who he was running against. But I'm sure those nerves were uh, eased pretty quickly as he, you know, pulled away at, there at Bethel High School. You know, you, jump, you you go from the FCAC where there's two really compelling races, you know, one decided very close and, you know, one that produced, a you know, a winner that we didn't know about. This was the opposite. You know, these two winners, Kate Weiser and Eli Nahum, they just – you know, they race away from the field from the start and just, just cruise. Like. Yeah. So, and then Newtown's Nick Jacobs came in second on the boys, and the Pomperock boys won the team title. Uh, jumping over to the girls, you mentioned Kate Weiser. She won. Ryan, you just did a very nice glowing story on her, oh, di- uh, didn't you? Thanks for the shameless promotion. Yeah, that's fine. It. So head over to Game Time CT <laughs> to check out Ryan's story on Kate. Correct me if I'm wrong. She's a sophomore, right? Yes, she is. Yes. All right. Good luck the rest of the SWC <laughs> for the next two years because she won it last year. She won it again this year. She's going to get better. Yeah. Um, so congrats to her. I mean, that was, like you said, it wasn't even close. And uh, Immaculate took home the team title for the girls. Yeah, just a note on, on Pomperog's boys winning. They had finished fourth four years in a row. Or sorry, they would finished second four years in a row um, before winning it this year. So it was oh, a wow. really big deal. And it was their first team title since 2001. Um, Mark Goodwin, he's a, he's, been a, he's been a coach for over 40 years now. And this is his sixth sixth or seventh year i believe at pomprog after like 30th bethel and you know to win his first boys you know was a big deal and the girls had won it last year so it was it was um it was a big performance by immaculate to you know take the girls title for sure oh wow look at that um that's wild for a second place four years in a row yeah and a few of those were very close as in like a couple points separated them from winning so they were they were thrilled it was fun it's fun to see that when you it's a weird dichotomy where it's you know, it's an individual sport, but it's a team sport. It's like you yeah. wouldn't think they would go side by side, but they really do when you're pushing each other in training and you're trying to, you know, yeah. you're trying to get every spot you can get. Um, the top runner from Pomperog told me after the race that he blacked out across the finish line and he just knew like every spot was going to be so important and he didn't, you know, he, want, he didn't want to let his team down or anything. That's so. wild. See, like I get that. And, 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 and like you said, it's, it's weird because, you know, it's a team sport, an individual sport. But, like if you're not like a top runner, like, you know, like, so-and-so's the best. Then it's like, all right, let's go after the team title. But if I was, and this is just me, but like, if I was, like, an individual runner and I knew I could win, like, a, an individual championship, I think I would like that. Yeah. Well, not to be As opposed selfish. to not liking it. Yeah. But. I don't know. I think I would like, but, you know. And that's, well. what, that's why there's so much strategy that goes on, and that's why packs of runners from the same school run together to, yep. try, to, to try to push each other and try to get every single spot. Yeah, it can. is really interesting because when you, like, you know, there's not a lot of places to watch these races as they go. Like, yeah. I know the SCCs, I don't know what the exact park where it's located, but you, you know, you see them take off, but then they like come back around to where the crowd is. So you can kind of see them. There are some places where you just, you don't know what's going on at this race. Yeah. And then when you, you get to watch the finish line and you see first, second, third are kind of all separate and, 
you know, maybe the top 10 are all separate. And then when it starts getting to like the teens and, and the early 20s, that's when you see like the packs of runners uh, coming in together. And uh, it's it, like you said, it, it's just very interesting. Yeah. And that's why I think that's what drives these runners to give everything that there is to give. And after the race, you know, some are falling over. It's because they won't want to let their team. I feel like maybe each runner is different, but you know, they don't want to let their team down yeah. more than themselves. Yeah. I think they care more about the team than themselves, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, so. no, absolutely. And, you know, those uh, meets are always a fun time. The kids always got their tents and their costumes and, you know. And just another... So they were playing uh, cornhole at, uh, I believe, the FCAC championship. Oh, really? Yeah, so that was cool. I feel like that's up your alley. Yeah, I'm, I'm terrible at cornhole. I just played uh, in a cornhole tournament with Bully. We came in last place. We, we've done this cornhole tournament two years in a row. It's at Kyle Brennan's... Uh, uh, firehouse that, uh, that he works at. So we went last year, friends of Kyle, and we went 0-6 in the round robins or 0-5 in the round robins. We won our play-in playoff game because the 42 seed, we knocked off the 43 seed. No big deal. And then we got smoked in the first round. This year we didn't even get to the play-in game because there was even amount of teams. We went 0-7 in the round robin and got beaten in the playoffs really quickly. There's so many questions I have <laughs> that are I'm so <laughs> bad at Cornell. <laughs> um, <laughs> to get back on track. Just a note about the SWC meet again. Um, New Milford freshman Claire Daniels finished second to Kate. I mean, she was over a minute or about a minute behind, I believe. And she's a very talented runner. She's she she was one that made her name earlier in the season. You know, sometimes you don't know who the fast freshmen are going to be until you get to you know watch them. The middle school races are very competitive. The state championships are also held at Wickham, Wickham Park, so they, you know, they've been running on. They that. know that race. They know that course. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, the top of the SWC, you know, a little bit of youth there for sure. Don't miss a pass, pitch, or putt this season. Sign up for the Whistle newsletter and get the latest news and stories sent straight to your inbox from GameTimeCT.com. All right, now we're gonna we're just gonna run through the rest of the state quickly. Uh, over in the CCC, Connard's Gavin Sherry won in sixteen sixteen. Uh, he's a freshman, so good luck to the rest of the CCC the rest of the way. Hall's uh, Miller Anderson came in second. Tallinn won the team title. Over on the girls' side, Elizabeth Stockman from Rocky Hill won the girls' SCC t- CCC title, and the Glastonbury girls won the team title. Uh, in the NVL, big day for Wolkett. Wolkett's uh, Nick Benston finished in uh, sixteen thirty two to win the boys' title. And then the Wolkett boys won the team title. Uh, Wolkett's uh, Catherine Rodriguez uh, finished in 1832, broke the modern record at Watertown um, oh. to win the girls' title. And the Woodland girls won the team title. Uh, over in the ECC, big day for East Lyme. East Lyme's Christopher Abbey, 17 minutes flat uh, to not only win the title, but help East Lyme win the boys' team title. Uh, girls' Bacon Academy, Jordan, Jordan Mount. Jordan Malloy went uh, 2015 to win the girls' title, and East Lime won the girls' team title. Uh, down on the shoreline, Old Saybrook, Shane Henderson won the title. HK took home the team title. Uh, Old Saybrook's Grace uh, ha- yeah, Hanrady won the, um, the girls' title and helped Old Saybrook win the team title. To the Berkshire League, Nanawag's Eddie Nichols uh, hasn't lost at all this season. And that didn't change in the Berkeley League Championships. He won in 16-19, and Northwestern took home the team title. Girls, Thomaston's Megan Desmarais, that's I'm, I think that's it, uh, finished in 20-30 to win. I always feel like whenever I look at the Berkshire League, it's another Thomaston runner and yeah. another Thomaston championship. Uh, and Chapag took home the girls' uh, title. And then finally in the CCC, Wilcox Danny Yu 
Finished in 1948 to win the boys' title. Also, he's a pretty good basketball player. Plays on the Lukak Tech's boys' basketball team. Uh, Wyndham Tech took home the team title for the boys. And over on the girls' side, Abbott Tech's Marissa Shulin won the girls' title and helped Abbott Tech win the team title. So it was a busy, busy week for cross-country. Like we said, it's a postseason sport, and we are just getting started. Yeah, so just a couple things on uh, you know the conference that you ran down. You know, the CCC is... They're the best conference in the state for, you know, this year. You know, the FCIC thinks they're the best at every sport. Yes. And, <laughs> you know, the CCC this year, they're strong. You know, Hall, Glastonbury, you know, amazing programs. And Gavin Sherry just nicked Miller Anderson, you know, in this race a few weeks ago at the Wickham Invite. It was the inverse. Miller Anderson, you know, beat Gavin Sherry by, you know, a couple seconds. So it was interesting to see that flip. Um Glastonbury girls are they're the number one team in the state and you know they're just really strong and but it was a big win for Elizabeth Stockman you know to beat Jenna Zidanowitz who beat her again at the Wickham invite so that's a that's that's a really big win and result for her and you know not only do they have the advantage of Wickham Park being in the conference's backyard you know though there's a lot of talented schools there and they're gonna really have a make a name for themselves at states you know if it Fails. goes their way states is always fun I feel like um Eddie Nichols of Nanawag you mentioned how he hadn't lost yet he's He's going to be a threat, you know, to compete at a high level at the state open. And he was he he was he ran one of the fastest times at the Wickham invite, even though he wasn't in the seated race. He won like the unseated race of the race before so easily, and I think his time was like fifth or sixth fastest. So <laughs> he'll you know he should be in the hunt for a really good spot there. And Abitech girls, their CTC title was there first, which was a you know a big deal for the school. So. Oh wow, well that's why. You're 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 you, uh, you're the beat writer. You're the guy with all that information. You Some. took whatever I said and made it a million times better. No, you usually do that for me. <laughs> all right, so we've been talking about states. Uh, the states, all twelve varsity championships will be given out Saturday. Oh, we actually just have a little breaking news there. What happened? The because of the weather, the meet is actually moved to Friday. Oh, really? Same times allegedly as well. Look, I just uh, <laughs> where did you see that? I just got texted by Chris. <laughs> All right, so breaking news: um, the tracks are now Friday. I didn't see that, so I didn't, or I didn't see that coming. So that's kind of fun. <laughs> All right, so now it's Friday. Either way, um, <laughs> now we're all a little. Uh, Do you want to take a timeout? No, I think okay. we got to really dive in because it doesn't change anything um, except for Friday or my ability for to, or my ability to go. <laughs> yeah. So, all right, so let's. We're gonna start over in uh, Double L Boys. Um, and right off the bat, really interesting. Something that stood out immediately was Xavier's not in Double L this year; they're in L. Uh, nope. And uh, I think that changed a lot of things. I think the boys' L race is going to be really tough. But we're going to start in Double L. That's just one thing that jumped out. You look at the the boys in Double L, and the name that pops out right off the bat is Robert Dillon from Shelton. Uh, I believe he finished in third place last he year. He did, yep. Behind, fastest returner. Behind, guess who? Drew Thompson and Brandon Murray. He is the fastest returner, like Ryan said. And uh, this could be the next step for him uh, after his SEC title. Yep. Uh, the Hall the Hall boys and the Stables boys are in this race. You know, that would probably be where to look at as far as teams go. Stables won this race quite commandingly last year they had four runners and five runners in the top 20 and, oh wow you know obviously a few of those kids graduated and you know stuff but you know this was probably their their race to lose but i think yeah. i think hall could give you know give them a race based on what happens because again 
if there's a drop off after a third, you know, runner, all the points, all the points matter, right? Yeah. So, you know, that it'll definitely be in, it'll be an interesting one for sure. Yeah, and Nick Jacobs from Newtown, he finished second in the SWCs. Yeah, yeah. Is in double L as well. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of there's a lot of talent in all the races. Yeah, and you, of course, you just kind of yeah. got to look at it and you got to see, okay, like who's gonna have that good day or who's gonna you know maybe not have the best day. Right. Yeah. And that's that's a thing that can happen. You know, at especially at the high school level. You know? Absolutely. And we're gonna jump over to. Uh, the girls double O race and right off the bat, Ryan's uh, girls, the Hatters from Danbury are in double L this year. And that should be a lot of fun. Yeah. This is the most interesting girls race. I think maybe not for the individual. It could be also, I, you know, Jenna Zidanowitz from um, Hall has a good chance, but I think the top four or five teams in the state are all in this one. Glastonbury, Danbury, Trumbull. I am, you know, missing a couple schools there, but all the heavy hitters are in this one, and that's what's going to haul. I don't know if I said haul. Um, so it's definitely going to be the most interesting team one. Glastonbury won the state open last year. They brought back you know a few of their kids, but their new contributors have stepped right into the mix. And I actually talked to their coach Brian Collins during the week, and he's pretty excited and confident to see what he what his kids can do, especially after such a good performance at the CCC race. So, um, I'm sure Lauren Moore will be tracking. You know, Vigiano from Richfield at some <laughs> point during this race. So yeah, it should be uh, should be a good one. I you know I feel like we're we're gonna say this about a lot of races just because there are so many good runners uh, throughout the state. But this I think is gonna be the best race just by looking at the schools and you know the runners who are in it. But the L boys, yeah, Xavier's there. Um, who else is there? Yeah, Andrew Mauling from New Canaan's there, FCA champion. Um, Eli Nahome, the defending champion yeah. from New Milford, SWC champions there. Uh, Pomperog's there. Uh, I mean, even Wilton is always seems to be competitive. Um, so but having Xavier come down to L is really... Yeah. It changes the dynamic. I, yeah. I actually asked, you know, Chris, the coach of Xavier, about this specifically. I, I asked him, does he feel like his kids have anything for Eli? And the way he said it was... That if Eli is ahead with a you know a thousand meters to go and he has three or four Xavier kids behind him, I like my chances, you know. So that's you know that that's probably going to be the coolest sight of maybe the whole day, like to see you know if those three Xavier talented runners have you know something for Eli to potentially knock him off. So I think that'll be fun, and I don't obviously you know Xavier should win the team title going away really. Yeah, and, I mean you just look at you look at their times in the in the conference meets, which again don't. They they mean something, but what they did this week, you know, it's not going to change. It's not that doesn't mean that's what's going to happen on Friday now, not Saturday. <laughs> but uh, Andrew, they ran a five thousand meter uh, race for the FCX. He ran it in fifteen forty five. Eli ran a five thousand meter race and he ran it in sixteen sixteen. Obviously, different courses. Yeah. Um. You know, different weather, different uh, whatever. It doesn't mean anything, but just wanted to point that out i just think it's going to be so interesting where we're going to be there's a couple of teams that might have a chance to win the title i think it's xavier's to lose yeah i, I think even fair. the state open at this point is in regionals and in doing anything that they have to do i think it's xavier's to yeah. lose they've just been so dominant but i think the individual title is going to be up for grabs and it's going to be really interesting finish yeah and you know chris really put over his freshman eamon burke who's going to run in you know amongst his top group on friday and 
he said he's made so much progress and you know that's the last thing they needed was another talented freshman runner to sort of make up the back end of their their lineup but yeah you know you can't count out Pomperog since they won the title last year and you know they're coming off a big win at um, SWC so yeah but like I said the Eli versus you know the top three runners from Xavier I think will be really fun yeah absolutely it's definitely going to be a good finish that's one that I will keep my eye on uh and then we're going to jump over to the girls in L and uh Meredith Bloss is right there and she is really good yeah yeah I'm sure she's looking forward to this one and and Guilford as well you know, Guilford girls have a real big chance to win this. Pomperog, they're down to Class Double M this year, so Guilford doesn't have that to worry about. And a lot of Guilford's top runners, you know, they returned from last year, and they, you know, they did well last year. So yeah, and they're coming off a a, a, a SCC title. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I think I'm gonna go out on a limb. This is my really hot take, but I think it's Meredith's race to lose. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I'd so. That's why you come here to get to get great knowledge that I just dropped on all of you. And it's so interesting that that you know, you know, she's planning for bigger races down the line, and it's for some runners that are that talented like that. It's interesting where it's a state class meet, which is a big deal. Yeah, <laughs> but it's it might just be another you know stroll in the park for some. Yes, you know, absolutely. Kids, I mean, know? it was amazing. Any time I've gotten to cover uh, cross country and. If you the winner wins, you know, this was back in the day when I was covering the Berkshire League, they had a runner, uh, Sabrina Olson, and I'm pretty sure she, like, won the Berkshire League title by, like, seven minutes. I mean, I'm <laughs> exaggerating, but that she, like, finished, and then I was able to, she was able to, you know, relax and, you know, kind of, you know, have some water and chill out, and I was able to interview her and then catch the second-place finisher. <laughs> like, that's how, so it's like, it's... There's, and then you like talk to them and they're like, yeah, it was whatever. It's like, oh, you just won a championship. Yeah. Like, like you said, they have bigger and, you know, bigger and more, not important, but uh, yeah, I guess more important races that they're planning for. And this is just the beginning. Right. All right. So we're going to jump over to the double M boys race. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm looking down this list and I don't think there's one dominant person. I, I think it's a lot like, um, uh, uh, the double, uh, the L girls, where we're looking at, it and it's like anybody can really win this race. Does anyone really stand out that you know maybe we should be keeping an eye on? Um, no one in particular. I just think East Lime's boys has you know they they have a really good chance of repeating. I guess would be the thing that stands out there. They are coming off an ECC title. Yeah, exactly. And you know they have some several talented kids that are back from there. Yes, Chris soccer. Abbey, uh, we mentioned earlier, won the ECC title. Yeah. Uh, the Guilford boys, uh, a lot of SWC, SCC teams here as well uh even some tech schools uh wilcox techs danny Yu, who won the tech boys title or the ctc boys title uh is in double m as well right. so i think that one's going to be pretty wide open and it'll be really interesting to see who wins that race now staying in double m uh double m this time yes. <laughs> we're gonna jump over to the girls race and again a lot like the boys double m race there doesn't seem to be that Dominant runner that's gonna no pun intended, Kate. but run away from well, this. Kate's gonna run away from this. Oh, she is yeah. over a talent. No, oh. Pomperog. Oh, Kate Weiser. Yeah, I skipped Pomperog on my list. I, yeah, okay, I take that back. Kate Weiser. Everyone else is playing for second place. <laughs> yeah, I I talked to Mark Goodman obviously in doing my story for Kate, and he said that this is gonna be one of the races where he's gonna probably have to tell her to 
dial it back just a little bit, you know, in preparation for the next few weeks because, you know, I don't think she's going to get challenged too much. I also don't think the team is going to get challenged too much. They're, they're, you know, their second runner, Maddie Villa, is healthy, and they have, they have some depth that, you know, they won Class L last year, and they get bumped down, and I think it's theirs to lose also. Yeah, I would considering that I completely forgot that they were in this. Yeah, no, I'm pretty sure it's uh, it's Kate Weiser's and Pomperog's to lose. Whew. All right. Now we're in M. See, the double M and the M's, I get very confused very fast. Uh, this did not help. All right. Uh, now jumping over to the Class M boys race, there are a couple teams that uh, really jump out to you, huh? Yeah, so Suffield, uh, they're ranked in the top five in the state. Um, Tolland is also ranked there, ranked number two. Brookfield's coming off a really strong performance at the SWC meet. Um, I think Tolland are probably favorite going into this, but Suffield, you can't count Suffield. Uh, Ryan Core Sr. won the NCC championships, you know, with, with a pretty nice time. And his teammate, Nate Banish, finished third in that race. Um, Tolland has, is really strong. They have really strong depth, and I think, you know, that will probably will, will prevail, but I think the, you know, it'll be an interesting battle there for sure. Uh, jumping over to the M girls uh, race, right off the bat, you know, the Bacon uh, Academy girls are in um, M, and that includes ECC champion Jordan Malloy uh, leading Bacon Academy. Is there anyone else or anything in, in the girls' M race that jumps out to you? Uh, New Fairfield, they have a really good chance to win as a team. Their top two runners, Kayla Cohen and Hazel Hudson, should finish pretty high in, you know, in this leaderboard here. And they're, they're ranked in... They were ranked in the top ten in the state too. You know, a lot of SWC teams were Immaculate, Pomperog, New Fairfield. They they sort of made up the back half of the top ten. So once they get into meets like these, they should really they should really shine and have a good day. Okay, uh, looking at this, uh, uh, Sheen's Lizzie Brown. She is a sophomore. She kind of, I mean, the the top half of the SCC is you know the top runners are dominant, and and Lizzie Brown is she. I think she finished in sixth um, at the SCCs this year. And looking at this M, you know, bracket, she, she might, she could be someone who, who might have a, a chance to take home the individual title, which yeah. I know, um, you know, there's a couple other top runners uh, in this race. So it should be, that one, that one actually should be really Yeah, it should definitely be a fun race and it'd be interesting to see what happens there. Yeah. And uh, because there are two M's, there are, of course, two S's. Yes. God. <laughs> You look at this double S race for the boys. Uh, anything really jump out, you know, right off the bat is just that Eddie Nicholas should have a nice day. Yeah, <laughs> Wickham Park. I Eddie assume. Nicholas gonna have a good Friday. I, I, I assume he'll have a good Friday. Yeah, he uh, hasn't lost yet all year, so why should he start now? Yeah. Then uh, <laughs> over at those Berkshire League schools, man. Then over at uh, in the girls uh, double S race, you have the. Um, Abitech came off their first CTC championship. Uh, Marissa Sheelan won the double, uh, the double L, the, uh, the CTC title. She's in this double S race. Um, Granby, I, I feel like Granby is one of those programs in the state that is always competitive in, in coming from the NCC. And then in almost any sport, like, yeah. you know, for how small of a school they are, yep. they seem like they punch above their weight. Yes, they do. And then, your your girls from Immaculate. Yeah, um, are they are they in S or double? They are in double S. Yeah. Oh, so they got bumped up from Class S from last year. They won Class S last year. They have a 
ridiculously strong one-two punch of Angela Sadman and Taylor Mascheta, who pretty much led, you know, helped lead the team to the SEC title. So they should. I don't see why they wouldn't, um, you know, back that up with another title on Friday. So. Yeah, and um, NVL champion Wilkins Catherine um, Rodriguez is uh, also in this race in uh, girls double S. Uh, Kylie Raymond won the race last year from Somers. Ooh, Somers CCC. She's a junior now, so, so she might she's gonna she's gonna keep that title. <laughs> I'm not quite sure. <laughs> Jumping over, and we got the final two races. Uh, the S, the regular S, not double S, not not, not triple S, just regular old S. Um, a lot of the obviously the smaller schools in the state. Chapag Valley's in this race. They won the Berkshire League team title. Um, and even, uh, you know, Thomaston, Terraville, a lot of these, <laughs> this is like the Berkshire League Open. But who, who kind of stands out uh, in this race, you know, that... Uh, for, for the team, I think Bolton, the boys team, they, uh, they were second in Class S last year. They had a really good finish. They finished second in the NCCC, you know, meet, and I would assume that they'd be one of the favorites heading into this one, you know, among the small schools, so... And then uh, for the final race, we're gonna take a quick ender at the girls' S race. God, I'm so many races, um, and they're gonna be running JVs too. Twelve races. Of course, that's um, class S. Again, Thompson uh, is always there competing. Uh, there, Megan is. Uh, she's the defending virtually champion heading into this race. Uh, Chapag, and you know, there's some of those. Other uh, like CCC schools that kind of maybe get lost are these smaller ECC schools. Derby's in there. Uh, Bolton, you said Bloomfield right. girls uh, always do something well uh, at cross country. So I think this race is kind of wide open as well, unless I'm wrong. Yeah, I would assume I would assume so as well. Especially that Immaculate's out of there on, yep. you know, on the girls' side, so that'll, that'll probably you know open up some so, you know a chance for someone to step in there. Yeah. So. Um, that's basically just a quick outlook of, uh, you know, all the races. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of them, but, you know, make sure to head over to Game Time CT uh, with the races to results, a bunch of photos, some videos, and uh, we'll, we'll have a lot of stuff on there. Yeah, I think so. It'll be a, it'll be a fun Friday. It'll be the busiest, probably the busiest day of the, of the, yeah. of the and season. And look at that. We, uh, we talked some cross-country. We broke some news. Yeah, that was a um, So that was fun. So hopefully everyone gets there on Friday. And yeah, hopefully everybody Saturday listens to this. Yeah. So they know that the race is Friday yeah, no so they one, don't go on Saturday. No one will be there on Saturday. Yeah. So, that'll be <laughs> so thank you, Ryan, for, for coming on. I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, this was a lot of fun. Yeah, the pleasure was all mine, Pete. All right. Thanks hey, good luck me. to everybody out on, sa- on Friday. Yeah. And uh, run well and run fast. Is that a thing? Mm-hmm.